Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back, fight fans, to the latest big fight preview for this weekend's action as Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez faces off against Julio Cesar Martinez in a fight that really is going to potentially be one of the fights of 2022 this early on. We're in the 1st of March as we record this and already we're talking about fights of the year. This has got the potential to, to be a fight of the year and I'm really looking forward to what I think will be a completely different weekend of action off the back of what we've just seen with the whole controversy of Jack Catterall and Josh Taylor. This is just going to be a an explosive fight. And to be honest, off the bat, I honestly don't think this fight is going 12 rounds, Johnston. Well, um, I don't think many... I, th- I think many feel the same way as you, to be honest with you. Um, I think it is, it's one of those fights where... Um, I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a good, it's a shot in the arm, basically. This one after the bollocks weekend we had, and I think this is one for the boxing purists. And you know, I'm, I'm a huge Chocolito fan. I have been since for, for many, many years. And uh, Julio Cesar Martinez, I mean, he's a young up and comer. Hasn't quite got going since that Edwards win for me. I expected him to be moving on a bit quicker than he was. I mean, he's a champion, don't get me wrong, and he's now moving up to the super flyweight, which I don't think matters too much, by the way, which we'll go into. But I'm just excited for it. I think it's going to be a fight that the boxing needs, and I, and I hope that um, we get the right judging on the night. I think that's the one uh, anxiety I have of it. 
<laughs> yeah, well, I don't think we're going to need the judges in this one, to be honest with you. I think this is going to be a hell of a fight. I, I do. I mean, we're already giving early predictions without even going into anything. I just I just don't think it goes 12 rounds. I mean, we'll, we'll do a little bit more of a dive into, obviously, both fighters' recent careers and, and have a little bit of a chat about that as well for everybody. Uh, so we're going to Chocolatito Gonzalez first. And he's obviously coming off the back of the loss to Juan Francisco Estrada in 2021. Another fantastic fight over 12 rounds. He lost by split decision which you know was 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 quite a quite a difficult decision to make really with this particular fight i honestly don't think it was um barring one card which was 117 111 you know the two cards that were 115 113 were, were, were really good cards it was a really close fight it really was down to the wire when it came down to to these two in the ring again as always with scorecards there's always one that seems to be a bit skew with or a bit off and it was Carlos Sucre's card of 117-111 and I felt that was a bit of an injustice in some ways but not as bad as Taylor Catterall of course but I felt it was a little bit harsh on on Chocolatito Gonzalez but he's coming off the back of that win but before that he had a good straight five wins uh, one of them included Cal Yafai as well, our very own Cal Yafai in 2020 when, when he beat him over nine rounds so he is coming off the back of a high profile loss but then you've got Obviously, Julio Cesar Martinez, as you mentioned, doesn't seem to be sort of reaching the heights that we've kind of expected of him. I mean, since he beat Charlie Edwards in 2019, he's gone and beat Christopher Rosales, he beat Wales' Jay Harris, and then since then, for me, he hasn't really had that defining fight, I don't think. He's had some very, very, very high-profile high wins, but I think this could be his defining night in his boxing career so far. If he was to go in there and, and beat Gonzalez and beat him in a fashion, I think that would put the seal of approval on him as as a fighter, as as a guy that you know should be should be watched out for, should be avoided. I know Sonny Edwards really wants a fight with Martinez, but I think Sonny Edwards is probably going to target the winner of this particular fight between these two. So I just want to hand it over to you, Johnston, and really find out what your thoughts are uh, on both of these guys and, and their careers leading up to this particular fight. Yeah, I mean, for me, as I say, from the off, Chukalios, I'm a huge fan of him. Um, I, I just love his work in the ring and the way he glides around the ring. And uh, one thing always sticks in my mind is Angelo Dundee when he said about the Fab Four, he said about uh, Tommy Hearns. If Tommy Hearns had Leonard's balance, then he would have been the better of the four. Well, if you want balance and you want to watch the balance of a fighter and how you roll shots, how you throw combinations, you just don't need to look no further than Chocolito. Uh, he is sublime. He really is. He's easy to root for because he's a nice guy, as a gentleman. And, you know, me with Alexis Arguello, I'm a huge fan of his back in the day uh, and all the tapes I've seen with him being a gentleman outside the ring and being ferocious in it. And Chocolito's sort of from that same mould for me. Um, and, and look, he's just superb to watch. He's a, he's a future Hall of Famer without a shadow of a doubt. You know, he's a multiple division champion. And looking at the last fight, the Estrada fight, I felt that uh, Gonzalez, I felt he won the fight for me. I, you know, I think he just edged it as 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 the second half, as it went into the second half. I think he took over, and I feel like he he deserved it. But you know, it was close, and I had no problems with Estrada winning a fight. I think, as you as you rightly pointed out, the Carlos card was absolutely ridiculous. I mean, how are you getting one seventeen, one eleven out of that? I don't know. I mean, maybe just just the fact that some close rounds and and he just decided to edge it to one man throughout, which was Estrada. But 
look, Roman Gonzalez has still got something. I do believe he has. I don't think he's on the complete decline. He's not a natural super flyweight. I just think he's grown into this division because of his age. And then, obviously, you've got Martinez, who, I mean, the Ario fight. I did watch that back recently. Um, I know only no contest off of three rounds, but Ario found a way out of that with the clash of heads. But he put Martinez down heavy. It was a great first round and a fantastic second. And and it had all of the markings to be a, one of the fights of the year. And in the end, uh, obviously, found a way out with that clash of heads. But Martinez, I mean, he's a come forward fighter. He, he's powerful. Um, I, I find there's something about him. If you can get through those early stages, you can... I don't know if he, he loses concentration or maybe it's just he, he doesn't go that far in fights. I think the second part of the fights, it's interesting to see how he, how he goes with this. I mean, we'll go into the predictions in a minute. And I think that highlights that in, in Jay Harris' fight where, although he won it comfortably, I think Jay, you know, I'll give Jay a lot of credit. I thought Jay would go the distance and, and he did. I mean, I, I, I stupidly tried to tip Jay to win it. Look, I, I was under no illusions. I, I, was, I was really going for the underdog there. But... I think Jay showed a chink in his armour. If you could take him into that second half of the fight, Martinez can find himself in a bit of trouble. It'll be an interesting fight because, obviously, they've got really good records in terms of their, their knockout percentages as well. And I think this is why a lot of people within the media are saying they don't think this is going to go 12 rounds. And I agree with a lot of their opinions because I do think they're both really, really strong punches. And I think the only one, for me, that might have difficulty, and it always seems to have a little bit of frustration in fights at times is Martinez. I mean, we've seen it in, in the Charlie Edwards fight. He had that fight hook, line and sinker and because he was stupid enough to throw shots while Charlie Edwards is on the deck, that he turned it into a no contest as a result of that. And then obviously he had the fight with uh, Arroyo, the last fight that you mentioned there, great fight. It was turning into a fantastic fight and then because of an accidental clash of heads, the fight the fight ended. I just think he's, he's, he's a really rough, rugged fighter. Whilst he's got that great technical ability and skill he is a bit rough around the edges and I think that's what a lot of fighters he goes in with they can't seem to to deal with very well I think Jay Harris was the one most recently I think that really started to show that when you do get past the early storm of Martinez that you actually as you come into the later rounds of the fight you can you can actually see that there is places to exploit him in the ring and I think Gonzalez being the veteran that he is I think he's going to try and do that I think I'd be surprised if Gonzalez comes out swinging first. I honestly will. I, I think Martinez is going to be the one that's going to try and bring the heat to Gonzalez and try and put it on him really early and try and get him out of there early. Whereas I think Gonzalez might actually weather the storm and take it to mid-late rounds and actually see them chinks in the armour. I mean, I hope that's what the trainers have looked at because I think from the outside looking in, that's what we can see. We can see there's exploitations there to be made. And the same really with, with Martinez against Gonzalez as well. You know, him being the older fighter, yeah, okay, you know, he's, he's only a few years older, but still he's been he's been around for a long time. He's been in some great fights and some tough nights against some of the best around of them divisions that he's been in. But there's an opportunity to, to maybe not go on the front foot first for Martinez and maybe take it into the later rounds and maybe look at trying to work the body and, and drop Gonzalez's stamina and then look at capitalising late on in the fight. I think if, if I was Martinez, that's that's kind of what I'd be looking at rather than trying to, trying to rush him, trying to get on his chest completely straight away. I mean, people might have a different opinion and, and might think Martinez's best chance of beating him is to put him under pressure straight away. But I, I think it's the opposite. I think he needs to be a little bit tentative going forward and then stamp his authority in the fight and then take it a little bit later on. 
I, I mean, I'm saying this, but we could go in there and we could see one of the greatest first rounds ever, <laughs> or the greatest, <laughs> or the greatest three three round fight ever. You know what I mean? We we just don't know how it's going to play out, but I just sort of see these are the ways for each each fighter to beat one another or or to at least put a chink a chink in the armor uh, of each fighter and i am looking forward to it it's it's a, it's a really great fight in in the lower divisions and it's one of them marquee fights that don't really get spoken about as much but i think now we're in this this social media age i think people that love the sport so much that do follow fighters in the lower weight categories are championing this fight a hell of a lot. I've seen a lot of people that have YouTube channels and podcasts like us that are out there and they, they can't speak highly enough of what this fight's going to bring to boxing this weekend. And this is why we're doing the Big Fight Preview on it. I mean, I I wanted to, to do this one with you because I felt like this is a, a real, real fight that people need to go and watch this weekend. And for us in the UK, it's obviously on early doors because it's in San Diego, but that doesn't matter if you're able to stay up and watch it do that or you know if you can avoid social media and you can get up first thing in the morning and watch it there's no reason why you can't do that either so it's it's going to be a great fight but this is not the only fight on the card that actually you know is of interest to me the other interesting fight on this particular card is as the conqueror of josh warrington mauricio lara up in the featherweight division taking on emilio sanchez and i think this is also going to be quite an interesting fight because Mauricio Lara for us, again looking from the outside in, we didn't have a clue really who he was or what he really brought to the table until he went in there and he beat Josh Warrington in that first fight. Obviously the second fight there was the issue with the court and he got stopped and you know that didn't go the way we wanted, we didn't get the answers we wanted out of that fight but as a result of his win over Warrington that puts him in a great position now to, to push on in his career and put his way back into title contention once again. We, we know Warrington's fighting Martinez next, Kiko Martinez. So, you know, Mauricio Lara's going to be chomping at the bit to get back at Warrington, but he's got to overcome Sanchez this weekend. In what I think, Johnston, is is another good fight for the undercard. It is a good fight. I mean, I don't know too much about Emilio Sanchez, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. 19-1, um, looking at his record, there's nothing there that really stands out at me. But, you know, it isn't always about that. I, I do think... This fight for Lara is more about him than Sanchez. Um, I know you can't always go into a fight that way, but I, I, you know, I think the record looks good on paper. But when you actually dig a bit deeper, I'm not convinced with Emilio Sanchez. Uh, I'm not seeing him, so I'm just going on what I'm seeing in front of me now. So, look, it's it's a tricky one to to act, be be accurate with. I mean, he's only had a, what a ten round. He had a, a, a TD ten rounder. Uh, most of the times he's fought eight rounds. Lara, surely, you know, if he wants to be the man of the division um, and he wants to get that warrant and fight, I mean, the warrant and fight, the second fight wasn't wasn't the best ones, was it? It, it stopped, got stopped early with the accidental clash of heads after all the hype and Warrington was so eager um, and it ended in disappointment for Warrington. But I'm sure eventually they will get it on for a third time and hopefully you know, I do think that it's, it'd be a good fight. But, you know, I honestly think that Lara, I think you, what you're looking for here is a nice um, showcase performance and stoppage of Sanchez. I'm not dis- discrediting a guy. You know, anyone that wants to step in the ring, I absolutely give him huge respect. But I can't see Sanchez, unless you've seen Sanchez, I can't see Sanchez posing much of a threat. 
we'll wait and see. I mean, obviously, we, we, we're not going to sit here and say we know the ins and outs of Sanchez's career because we don't. We don't know too much about Sanchez going into this particular fight. But what we do know is a, a lot more about Mauricio Lara and what he's capable of. And I think for Mauricio yep. Lara, he, he, he does seem to have the skill and ability to be able to, to beat Emilio Sanchez. And looking at Emilio Sanchez's resume, I think for me, it tells me a story of a guy who hasn't really had that huge step up in name yet. And I think for him, essentially, this is his step up in name. This is it. I, well, this yeah. is, yeah, this is it. And, and if he was, if he's got something about him in terms of where he's going to go in his career, in terms of the world level, if he beats Mauricio Lara, then that puts him right in the forefront of that list of, of people that maybe. You know, you could be looking at in the featherweight division as potential challengers for world titles. But as it stands, of what we know, I think Mauricio Lara wins this fight. I think it's another good fight for the card. But I'm looking at the card and I'm looking at a few other names on this. And I am excited to see some of these names in action. One in particular is Mark Castro. I've mentioned him a few times because we had him on our Ones to Watch podcast about two, maybe three years ago. Uh, this was just before he turning over, before he got his big deal with Eddie Hearn and, and Matchroom and zone And it was it was great to have a chat with him then because of his amateur experience. He was rated one of the best in the US, one of the greatest amateur fighters of all time in the US. But if you look at his record in the amateur scene, he is one of the best and he's got the potential to go on to do some great things in the sport. He's currently 5-0. and He's got his fight this weekend, the sixth rounder. I'm looking forward to seeing him back in action. Diego Pacheo is someone that our guest Luke always talks about. Luke mentions Diego Pacheo. He's fighting this weekend, 13-0 in the super middleweight division. And then you've got Solimane Sissoko, who's 14-0 fighting this weekend as well. And people might remember Sissoko from his fight with Kieran Conway last year and in his split decision win over Kieran Conway. And he's a pretty good fighter as well. So he's also fighting on this particular card over the weekend so all in all there's actually a good three or four fights on there that i'm actually intrigued in looking at and then finally you've got the debut of sky nicholson who's recently been signed up again another recent signing from australia for for mr hearn and she's making her (laughs) debut on this card uh, albeit against an undefeated fire which is quite interesting but again we don't really know much about the quality of the opponents that jessica juarez has been in the ring with so I expect Sky Nicholson to come through this and, and and hopefully look good. And you know we've got another female in the featherweight division that can that can bring us some exciting fights going forward. And you know we know how the the depths of the division are quite well. They're not deep, are they? They're really not deep. And I think we we get to see a lot of these females pushed up the cards quite quickly. I mean, Ebony Bridges has basically talked her way into world title fights, hasn't she? By building <laughs> building a social media following, and she's basically talked her way into fights. But she did back it up in in a couple of them fights. It was it was interesting to uh, to see how that transitioned. So that's that's the main card for this weekend that I'm looking forward to. But I can't not omit the fact that there is a great fight on Friday night as Jose Carlos Ramirez and Jose Pedraza fight on Friday night early hours of Saturday morning for us. That's a great fight, and it's good to see Ramirez back in the ring and Pedraza since he's lost to Lomachenko, has started to step back up a little bit. And to me, he starts to feel like he's he's going to be another legit challenger if he can beat Ramirez. And we're going to get to see whether Ramirez has recovered from that loss to Josh Taylor and if he's got intentions of, of challenging again in the super lightweight division for a title. Remember, he held two of them titles before Josh Taylor beat him. So that's a great fight as well for this weekend. 
Yeah, um, Pedraza. I, I, I'm I'm pretty much I'm a big fan of his. To be fair, I think uh, he's a guy that um, he, he he sort of goes about his business quietly, and I like the way he's got a nice jab. He's got a nice technique, and and I think you know he gave Lamachenko some problems in that fight back in uh, 2018. And as you say, he's he's on the rise a little bit. I mean, he lost to Zapata as well, um, or Zapida, uh, if you want to pronounce it. But, you know, he's he poses a threat for Jose Carlos Ramirez. On his night, he can produce the goods and he's got some he's got ability. You know, I, I have enjoyed watching him over the years. And and Jose Carlos Ramirez, I mean, as you say, he had that obviously coming on the back end of that Josh Taylor fight defeat. Um, you know, he's got a point to prove. Um, and he had a great I mean, the Morris Hooker fight was was a great fight. Hooker and uh, Ramirez, uh, one of my favorites in 2019. So. Two guys that I enjoy watching, um, so it's, it's going to be a fun fight. I, f- I do believe that although Pedraza does all the right things really well, I think that Ramirez does have the edge. I think he's got more ability. I think he's he's, he's almost an elite fighter. He is an elite fighter at times, and and, and he he does silly things. I'm just looking at the hooker fight in my head here now, uh, where he gets caught and stuff. But um, I, I enjoy it. I, you know, I, I think it's just going to be a good fight. I, you know. And it's on the zone as well. Another decent card for him. They're sticking out. Um, is it the zone? No, it's Bob Arum. Sorry, top rank. No, it's ESPN Plus. About. ESPN yeah, Plus. Yeah, this yeah, it's one. ESPN. Sorry, yeah, Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Bob, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is because this is the one in Cali, isn't it? Um, yeah, look, it's a good, it's a good headliner. Um, and, I, and as I say, Ramirez Pedraza. I think it's a good fight. I think Ramirez does have the edge though. I think he's he's a better all round fighter. Um, I, I can see it going a distance, but I can see Ramirez taking it on points. Maybe a couple of knockdowns as well. Well, on that card is Gabriel Flores Jr., another fighter that Luke has mentioned multiple times that is a fighter that we should be looking out for here in the UK. He's 20-1. and one. He's fighting this weekend as well. And I'm really interested as well on this particular card about the debut of a certain Olympian, Richard Torres. He was in the Olympics last year in the super yes. heavyweight division, and he's got his debut this weekend on that particular card. So I am interested to look out for these fights over the weekend. If you're a UK listener, then I would advise you know you check these fights out, even if it's the following day and you're able to watch them then. But this card's on ESPN+. Plus, and then they've got the zone card, which is on the Saturday night early hours of Sunday morning. Or if you want to check our friends over at Daz TV, you can go and check out their services, and you can see some great, great fights over this weekend. But I wanted to move on and wrap up this episode by giving our predictions for the main fight, and then going on to talk about some news as we record this episode. So going back to the original fight for this episode, we're looking at Chocolatito Gonzalez and uh, Martinez. We haven't really given a prediction as such. We've just said that we think it isn't going to go 12 rounds. How do you actually see this playing out, and who do you think wins it? Right, so looking more in detail, look, I think Julio Cesar Martinez, I do, I'm sort of with what most people are saying. I think Martinez needs to go really early i think he needs to just land his shots with just looked because he's accurate and he's heavy-handed and i think he needs to try and push roman gonzalez back and and the one thing about gonzalez recently is he is a slow starter he hasn't the older he's got but i feel like he's he, he fills his fire out before he eventually slowly moves through the gears so i think for me it's about weathering the storm for martinez if if he can do that then i believe gonzalez takes over and I think that that will be where I think the fight then turns into a bit of a masterclass at times where Martinez will be all at sea. 
One thing you've got to remember with Gonzalez is it's not always the, you know, he's got a great knockout ratio, but it's not necessarily all his one punch knockouts. It's his combination punches. And the fact is, is he throws them from angles that Martinez would never have felt before. You know, the different angles and the ones you don't see. And, you know, you, the one he didn't see against Ario, he got put on his ass. Uh, and that was early in the fight. I think Martinez is going to have to look at what Ranjazai did, where he, he, he just went early and, and he put it on Roman and, and, and Roman couldn't cope with it. I think he needs to be doing that and just go for broke. I think the thing is with Roman, I know he's old, he, you know, he, he, he rides shot. So it, the movement he has in the upper body and, the, and his footwork is, is so brilliant. You know, he could be in close, but you very rarely see him actually get clipped full on. And Martinez is going to need to to do that. And he's got, I reckon he's got the speed on Gonzalez now because Gonzalez's speed has dropped a bit. But he's still just a fantastic fighter. He really is. As I say, he rolls shots. He's got great counter punching. So for me, I think Gonzalez weathers the storm. I think he might be behind. And then Martinez is going to, I think he's going to find it very difficult from that point forward. And I wouldn't be surprised if Chocolito then puts so much pressure on Martinez that he stops him late. But I'm going to go against the grain here and I'm going to say it's going to go to the decision and I think there's going to be a couple of lockdowns and I think Roman will just get it by a split decision. But I do worry because I do think that Martinez is the man they're looking at to progress. Now, I know we, we had this horrible card the other week and I hope we don't get this again, but I do feel that Julio Cesar Martinez is going to be favoured going into this fight because he's the younger, fresher fighter and he's the one they want to move forward. So I do worry about that. Um, that's just that's because of last week. I can't help but not worry about that. And I think that it could be another one where Gonzalez misses out. Um, but I do think Roman wins it. I think he's going to bully Martinez right at the end of that fight. And I think you're going to see the level that Gonzalez still has. Well, that's a very specific way of putting your prediction together, and, and, and thank you, because that's a, a really good, detailed breakdown of what you think could actually go on in this fight. I'm going to keep it a little bit shorter and sweeter, because I think I've already been through what I kind of think could happen, and, and e the way either man could beat each other. Uh, I think I think Roman might have the experience to beat Martinez this weekend, I think... You, you've pointed a few things out that have made me think while you've been talking that actually Gonzalez might have that level above Martinez that he'll be able to use his experience and his ring IQ to be able to weather the early storms and take him into the later rounds as I suggested earlier and maybe you could see a late stoppage uh, or maybe it could be a points victory but like you say again it does worry me because if it goes to the to points we've seen how Gonzalez has has been done over a little bit before so with Martinez being the younger fighter with him being the one that they want to progress forward if you're into conspiracy theories then maybe if it goes to points Martinez wins this but we'll see we'll see what happens I think for me my prediction is Gonzalez wins this I think he stops Martinez late I'm going to go with a, a Gonzalez win here and I feel like He's gonna he's gonna wear him down. He's gonna weather the early storm, and he's gonna wear Martinez down. And I think he's gonna stop him late. I think we're gonna see an interesting, really interesting fight. I think both of them will touch the canvas before it's all said and done. But I do think Gonzalez wins this particular fight, and I'm very excited about it. It's a great fight this weekend, and just continues on with a with another great weekend of of boxing for us. But that's not the only thing I wanted to discuss today. That's the big fight preview. That's our prediction. 
But as we're recording this, it's just about to start the first press conference for Dillian White and Tyson Fury. And the breaking news about that, which you'll have probably already heard by the time you've listened to this, is the fact that Dillian White didn't turn up for the press conference. And it makes <laughs> you wonder why. Is And I think we're just going to give our sort of little speculations on what we think about this. Because by the time people... You'll have listened to it. This will already have happened. They would have had the press conference. Tyson Fury will have gone on about his usual stuff. But for me, we've had this conversation off the air. We've talked about, you know, why does Dillian White not want to turn up for the press conferences? The press conferences are actually going to be really exciting. Something you rightly pointed out, Johnston, was that he's, because it went to Perspids, he's not contractually obliged to actually turn up for at this point for these press conferences early on. He actually doesn't have to turn up until the fight week if he really doesn't want to. And you mentioned as well, off air, that this fight sells itself. So does he really need to turn up for this first press conference? Personally, I think so. I'd like to have seen him there today. I'd have liked to have seen the back and forth between the two of them early on. But is it a little bit of mind games from Dillian White here? Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. Um, you got Frank Warren and Bob Arum. And I'm going to say, but you've got a couple of old white dudes um, that have a lot to say about a lot of people. And and I don't, you know, I've had I've I've expressed my feelings about Bob Arum at times throughout the years on all of all of our different episodes. And I'm not one of his biggest fans, but I have to respect the fact he's been in the game a long time and he has, you know, is is there's been a lot of fights he's produced, but. I, I, I absolutely understand where Dillian White's coming from. And also you've got to remember with uh, Terence Crawford and, and the issue that he's having with Bob Arum. And then you've got Bob Arum saying things like, you know, he has to be there. Well, no, he doesn't. And, and as you rightly said, he doesn't have to be. It, it, it's not in the contract. It, is, it went to purse bids and it all comes down to the fight. So I don't even know in terms of ticket sales, has there been anything actual? I don't think there is in terms of... Well, does does Dillian get a certain percentage of the ticket sales? Uh, what they sell at Wembley Stadium as well? I don't even know. Does that all go to Tyson? Is it just Dillian White gets his what is it eight million or whatever it is, and that's all he gets? So if that's the case, he's banked that already. Why is he going to have to do anything else? That the crowd are going to be there. He can hype the fight two weeks before. Um, and the fact you've got two old white guys who are trying to tell him what to do, he's like nah. Nah, you know, you've cut me out of a lot of money as it is. What am I, who am I, whose pockets is he lining? He's lining theirs and that's why he's not doing it. And I, I respect him for that. And also, I know it's nice to have seen it. I, you know, I am, a, I still want to see them together and I want to see all the animosity and the clan around which they're going to produce. But I'm happy for that to happen a few weeks before the fight. It doesn't have to happen now. You know, it's happened in April. We've only just turned, it's only just turned March. So uh, I'm with Dillian, I think. Do it, mate. Piss them off as much as you can. <laughs> well, we'll see. I can't what... help it. I, you know what I'm like a promotion, Sean? I can't stand them at times. I think that if the fighter can take some sort of something back and 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 have their own, you know, their own way, and they want to do something, then fine. When they're being told to jump through hoops all the time, and which he has as well, didn't want to jump through many hoops to get into this position where he actually fights for the world title. Why is he going to go and do it now? Because Bob Arum and Frank Warren want to tell him to do it. And I'm with him, mate. I love it. I absolutely love that. And I hope he causes it. I hope 
that Bob Arum and Frank Warren were like, I never want to work Dylan White ever again. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, I'll, I'll have a look, obviously. By the time you guys have listened to this, things will have happened, things will have been said, and, and we'll be able to react to that, of course, on our reaction show to Chocolatito and Martinez next week. But it is exciting. It's it's one step closer towards the fight. The press conference is here. You know, as the weeks go by, we'll get more and more excited about the fight happening. And I'm just really intrigued to see what does happen when they come together. And, and you know, are they gonna are they gonna be a bit hot headed? Because we know how both can be hot headed at times, and and you know, be quite macho when it comes down to to going against their opponents at press conferences and weigh-ins, etc. So I think that's what a lot of people are sort of anticipating is going to happen. But it's it's all going to happen in due course. If it doesn't happen in the press conference because he's not there, it's going to happen at some point, of course. And we'll, we'll we'll be loving it when it does because it's just hyping up a, a huge fight, as we've mentioned when we've talked about it on our announcement for this this fight taking place when we did that show last week so if you've not already checked that out and you want more thoughts on what we think about this particular fight then go and check that episode out it's there it's on youtube it's on apple or spotify please do go and check it out and that's it for this big fight preview chocolatito and martinez go at it this weekend in in an epic fight i think it's going to be an epic fight and i think you guys do need to tune into it if you're not already Thank you for listening, as always, and make sure you check us out on social media at BTR Boxing Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and the YouTube channel, where you can get all our series-based content. A big shout-out to the patrons, as always, for supporting us on this podcasting journey. We hope you enjoyed this weekend's fight, and we'll see you next week. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.